I just said with the mirror, politicians, I'm trying to change the image. You can't blame my past no more, I come from the trenches. Some said I'd never be a superstar, but I know I'm different. I'm a voice, but the system ain't give me a choice. Those are people that still unemployed. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 10 of No Running in the Halls, um, DOE edition. Uh, like I said, this is episode 10, and I am so excited about this episode. One, because I just got back from having a two-week hiatus, uh, which just means that I went on a little vacation, and um, I was there for about a total of, well, I was away from the mic for a total of, uh, I'd say, 13 days. Um, and my last, uh, my last, um, episode, um, which was going to be, we should be on episode 11, but, um, my guest was running into some family problems. So, uh, you know, that's life. So I'll have to reschedule him another time. But, um, if you're wondering, I had a lot of fun in Colombia, and it was, uh, it's probably one of the places that I truly believe that I could retire in because it's just so awesome, you know? Our money is so great over there, first and foremost. And, you know, the quality of life, it's really nice. I mean, you don't get a lot of, like, processed foods, and you don't get a lot of, uh, you know, um, let me just hire this. I feel like maybe I'm not. Oh, no. Wow. Sorry. Oh, no. Fuck. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> oh, we're back. All right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, the quality of life. It's. Uh, no. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> so many things happening. All right. Sorry about that. I hit the wrong button. My apologies. Um, so. Um, what was I saying? Anyway, I uh, I had a good time there because uh, the quality of life is good, and uh, you know you have um, you have a lot of great things going on there. Uh, food is amazing. Our money, our currency exchange rate is crazy, crazy, crazy out of this world high. Um, so yeah, it's, it was a great time. So I have um, I have a great show today that is linked to another show that I had earlier in the season. Uh, labeled um, or titled um, is the grass greener um, and that was with a good friend co-teacher uh, Keytide who uh, explained um, about being a teacher as opposed to um, not teaching oh no no I'm sorry it's not no no I believe Keytide was not on is the grass greener let me see uh, let me check on that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god imagine me not knowing my own shows let's let's look at this real quick um let's see let's go down the list no that's definitely not it uh key type key type key type let's see i think that was this one uh let me look here all right he was on uh not that one is it better to burn out or fade away? Okay, good. So he wasn't on uh, Is the Grass Greener. Um, but being that that is already a show, um, my topic with my guest tonight, who I'll mention in a little bit, uh, 
is not talking about um, going to um, a different uh, uh, career change or or having trouble at your school or you know for 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 whatever reason you may not be able to continue there. It's different show. This one is called Greener Pastures. And that means um, in the state of New York, and uh, you know that's really what I talk about here. Uh, it's not any other district in any other state or or, or any other uh, country. We're talking about New York here, but in New York, you can teach in Long Island, which um, is referred to as the Nassau and Suffolk area border of Queens. Um, they even kind of border Brooklyn a little bit, too. You can get to Long Island through Brooklyn. Um, or teaching for the New York City Department of Education. So you have the Long Island school districts, which are geared to the towns uh, that they that they are in. So if you were in, let's say, Baldwin or Farmingdale or, or uh, um, Jericho, uh, Stone, not Stony Brook, Massapequa, whatever it may be. Um, notice I don't really take accountability of knowing Long Island towns. And so I know my brother lives in West Babylon, and one of the greatest guys I ever met in my school is from West Islip, so, uh, or Islip. I think he's from Islip. Uh, but, yeah, I know those towns. Anyway, um, talking a lot of shit. <laughs> um, so my guest tonight is going to be speaking on pros and cons as though uh, I, I, I could tell you this much because um, – it's really the basis and foundation of my my uh, my show tonight, where he started out in the DOE. Uh, he started out working, uh, and I believe it was Ozone Park, maybe. I'll let him clarify that for you. Um, and then he ended up leaving to work for uh, the Roosevelt School District um, in um, in Long Island. Um, and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you hear. Um, the, the both sides, pros and cons, because, you know, I work for the Department of Education, but I know there's a lot of cons. I know that. I mean, that's kind of the basis of my show to highlight those and see if we can figure out ways to, um, you know, you know, make it better, you know. Um, but, um, you know, there are some pros. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, my guest tonight, who I aptly known as uh, Ungerpants. Uh, his name, his full name is Christopher. Uh, Unger. Um, he is a family man uh, living in uh, Long Island. I won't uh, say what town. I don't think that's any of anyone's business, but he does work. He does work and live now in the uh, Long Island area. Um, hope I don't slip on and say his town. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be uh, letting us know. Uh, greener pastures really refers to um, the person and many people in my school have done it. Uh, leaving the Department of Education, uh, where you work in the boroughs of Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, and uh, the Bronx, to go to uh, work in a in a um, Long Island school district, uh, and you don't have to live in Long Island to work in Long Island, nor do you have to live in the city to work in the city. So yeah, we um we have an exciting episode one because I haven't spoken to my friend, my dear friend Chris Unger. Um, uh, consecutively for a long portion of years, uh, we met, uh, not just, um, as teachers, but we met years ago also in, uh, the restaurant industry. Him and I both worked in, uh, Louis Oyster Bar and Grill, uh, in, um, 
in Port Washington. Uh, it's a very famous restaurant too. It was in Meet the Parents. Yeah, I worked at a really famous restaurant. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know if I could get any clout for that, but whatever. Uh, and I do have my drink, Mr. Unger, if you're watching. I know he'll be on in a little bit. So uh, this is a Jameson um, barrel, um, uh, cask barrel. Uh, it's nice. It takes it needs an ice cube. <clears throat> Although this is not the whiskey of my choice. I actually really prefer, um, I, pre I prefer uh, Patties or Powers, which is a whiskey that you rarely find here. I've noticed some good bars or good restaurants will have it, but it's it's sold in our liquor stores. It's not kept on the shelves in most families, but it is kept on the shelves in most uh, Irish uh, and, and, and um, English homes. And maybe even Scottish homes, even though you would think Scottish people would drink scotch. But, hey, you never know. When in Rome, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, the Jameson is just a little left I had from a previous event. Um, I'd like to think that I'm not a full-time drinker, so most people think I am. I'm not I'm not a fall-down drunk. I don't uh, drink every day. I mean, you know, not for nothing. <laughs> Drinking is fun, but the aftermath is terrible. Anyway. Let me uh, let me digress. So, um, so we met in uh, the uh, uh, the restaurant. We also were pretty much in the same discipline. Uh, he he was uh, he's a history or or social studies teacher, and that was the degree I originally got. I didn't use it, of course. I don't I haven't taught uh, one one sentence of history since I've worked in the school district for almost ten years. Um, but I digress again. Um, he is a good guy. He's a family man. Family. He's got a beautiful family of four. I believe his wife also works in the school system. I think she still works for the uh, DOE. Um, he's got two great kids. They're cute as hell. I see them on uh, Instagram and Facebook all the time. And I think he should be very proud because he's got two beautiful, healthy, uh, vibrant kids who probably don't give him a ton of shit. I don't know. I don't know, but he looks like a happy father. Um, so I believe uh, also um, Chris does a couple of other things in his school, um, but I'm sure I'm surely going to let him tell you all about it. Don't let me steal his thunder. Um, he is a really, really great guy. Um, I try to associate myself with good people. And um, uh, as, as far as I know, <clears throat> Life is treating him pretty well. Um, he's kind of has, you know, he has the American dream. You know, he's got the house on the island. He's got the beautiful wife. He's got the two great kids. And he's got, um, you know, everything he needs. He, his family looks healthy and happy. And I'm also very curious because I didn't really get into it as we were pre-warming pre, uh, for the show. You know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, how, what his life is like these days. I, I wish I saw more of my old acquaintances more, but we will definitely change that as, as though I'm super excited that he agreed to do the show. Um, you know, because honestly, he's a, he's a stand-up guy that speaks his mind and I love that. And anybody who's willing to speak their mind, I love that. I think, you know, what else do you have to live for? You know, you have, you know, so much to, to worry about things that are so, I mean, I mean, we're facing a, a big travesty right now, especially if you're in New York, you know, uh, eight hour drive away. There's been these crazy brush fires, man. Yesterday, the fucking lit up sky was something to be fucking said about. And of course, the smell it smelled like burning cedar wood. It was 
outrageous. I was actually kind of proud of myself. I put on a mask. Uh, I hadn't done that in so long. I, I put on a fucking mask. My school gave out masks. We didn't even go to school today. It was we, we, did, we did remote things, which is kind of dumb because our remote things had nothing to do with uh, the kids. And it was testing. Like we were norming tests from when they took all these state exams. And it was honestly, I, I was a loss for words. Stay home. It's a clerical day. We're going remote. Remote to do what? <laughs> you know, just fucking give us the day off. I don't know why there was so much involved. But anyway. All right. So the time on the clock is eight. Uh, let's see. What do we got? It is eight twelve. I'm going to invite Mr. Unger um, as we, uh, you know, we should get started. So let me throw this invite down. Um, I have no requests. No, of course I don't have any requests because I didn't invite anyone. Dumb Instagram. Unger. Where is he? Unger. There he is. Unger Bunga. All right, Mr. Bunga. I have sent you the invite. Please reciprocate with an answer. Ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> What's up, guys? Look at this handsome guy. You started wearing glasses, huh? Oh, yeah, this year, man. Yeah, dude, I know how you feel because I, I wore glasses my entire childhood. Like I was the kid, you know, wearing fucking glasses in the first grade, actually kindergarten, right? And I stopped wearing them because I got LASIK. No, I'm lying. I did not get LASIK. I got uh, uh, P, P, PRK, PRK, which is uh, a, a, a procedure that you get because your cornea isn't thick enough for the LASIK to okay. work on. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's like an alternative way. But you look great, man. Look at you. Haven't aged since I seen you last. Before, before we get this thing kicked off, cheers, brother. Cheers to you. Cheers. What do you got there? What are you drinking? So it's called the bourbon chair. Wow. I, I don't. Uh, it's a bourbon. It's out of California. And oh. it's just been a recent favorite in this house. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing, man. Hey, man. Listen, I, I'll find it. I'll find it and get you another bottle when we do actually uh, link up and hang. Uh, yeah. I thought somebody was at my door. But yo, listen, man, you look great. You, you you haven't changed a bit, man. And I always see on social media, but you know, when you see someone live and their face is moving and you see how their you, your hairline is still good. Look at you, man. You're killing the hanging hanging on. It's, it's strong for another couple of years, it looks like. I, I got I got you on a good 25 years. You got left. You might thin a little bit, but man, you gotta it's it's working for you. You look like a, you look like a retired military man. I guess that's not a bad thing. At least I'm fit and I got a hairline. Right, exactly, exactly. So how you been, man? Uh, to, oh, first, let me introduce uh, uh, the, the world. Well, at least he's a famous famous person to me. Uh, Chris Ungerpants, Unger, otherwise known as Ungabunger, as his handle on Instagram. Um, so, Chris, why don't you tell um, our listeners? we got a, I've got a nice little a group of people on. Hello, everyone that joined. Uh, uh, this is a, a, a great moment for me. I, I see a lot of people on here. So why don't you... Um, Introduce the world to you, or at least the people that are watching. Well, it's it's well. My name's Chris Unger. Um, Forty-five years old. I live in Farmingdale. I may as well share it since you didn't want to look before. Trying to be pro, uh, trying to be uh, uh, you know professional about it. But thank you for letting everyone know. Uh, I am the husband of Jocelyn and a proud parent of Colin Riley, age twelve and soon to be eleven, which is a whole nother podcast experience. The right. Same thing is what. 
Oh, man, uh, man. They look great, man, by the way. I know you heard me say that earlier. They look great. Yeah, they, and thank you, thank you. Yeah, they're, both of them are awesome. They're so different and so similar. It's just wild. And and then watching the world through their eyes is like a whole nother experience. The way they're doing school, it's a little different than when we did it when we were kids. Of course, of course. Uh, fun. It's fun. And their humor is developing. It's almost, it's still youthful, but at the same time, I'm starting to see some adult-like humor pop into this house. And it's it's wild. Chris, uh, Chris you're a middle school or, or a high school teacher? So I'm a seventh grade social studies teacher at Roosevelt Middle School. Right. And, you know, I heard you talking about the intro before. Um, I left the DOE nine years ago, and I've been at Roosevelt in the middle school since. I've done seventh and eighth. Um, I also coach quite a bit in the district. So I coach at the high school. I do the uh, JV soccer team currently. And we do a lot of off-season training during the spring and the summer months. Yeah. And it's... Um, Super fun. You get to see the kids in a different light um, outside of the classroom. They're just such different humans. I know exactly what you mean. As I am a seventh grade uh, science teacher that teaches uh, that particular subject for the special education department. And I do see that, Chris. I read you 100% on looking at the world through the eyes of a of an adolescent uh a human being, you know, it's so funny the things they say and their responses to questions and comments and where they are and what they see. You know, it's so funny. I got to tell you this quick story. Yesterday um, was the day after the these 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 uh, um, for, uh, these forest fires in in Canada, and I did. I woke up and I didn't think anything different. I was like, okay, what a crazy interesting day today. I was like, well, what's this very orangey look that we got going on? It definitely seemed different, you know, and one of my students, <coughs> uh, we'll call her student X. Um, she came up to me as I'm on my phone at my desk, right at the beginning of homeroom. I mean, we couldn't have been even 30 seconds in the homeroom and she comes and she's peeping over my shoulder, looking at my phone. And I said, can I help you? Uh, student X. And she's like, she's like, um, did you hear about the fire? And I'm like, a fire. Uh, no, I did it. it not, nothing. I mean, no grand opening. Just did you hear about the fire? You know, as an adult, we'd have been like, yo, did you hear about these huge uh, uh, forest fires? And like, you know, the presentation was lackluster. And my, and my. Funny, it's funny. I had a student, and all of a sudden, a whole bunch starts showing up in masks again. And they're like, oh, these things come in handy. You know, we got to start wearing them again. Yeah. And. Yeah, you know, twelve-year-olds picking up on stuff. It's like she she told me she told me I was like, no, I did not hear about this fire. What are you talking about? And all of a sudden, she put she takes her phone and she was looking at mine to see if I was watching it, as though maybe I already knew about it. And she showed pulls it up and she and I see this these these blazing fire. I'm like, wow. And then at the end of the day, it just got so much worse. I actually went out to get lunch and I couldn't breathe. I really, honestly, I'm an old man. I was like, I can't breathe this stuff. It smelled like burning cedar wood. And I was like, crazy, crazy, crazy. And I saw the sky. It was so apocalyptic looking uh, at the, at the end of uh, yesterday's uh, school day. I was, I was absolutely just in a, in a, in a foggy haze. But anyway, um, Let's move on. So, so yeah, you were telling us a little bit about yourself. So you work in Roosevelt. You're doing big things in the sports world uh, for some other um, districts, you were saying? You're doing, you're doing it for other yeah, districts? No, I work in Roosevelt. Extracurriculars are at Roosevelt. Uh, 
it's pretty cool because you know you get to see the kids during the day, and then I coach at the high school, so you get to see them as they mature. And you know, I get years in my building, seventh and eighth grade, and then all of a sudden you see them in ninth, and tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and they're following their passions. You know, they're playing. For me, it's they, I get to see them play soccer. Uh, there's I get to see them play other sports. We just did our varsity sports awards this afternoon for the entire year, the fall, the winter, the spring, and and I can get to see the other coaches and how their, my former students now have performed for them on the field or on the wrestling mats. Shout out to Ben Sires and Chris Manizia. There you go, fellas. Uh, but I get to see these boys and girls mature and just become their own, become independent. It's, it's, and it's cool because it's all one district. Yeah. And really in, you're embedded within the community. Hey, yes, uh, we got a, a Chris Zim McNugget saying hello to Mr. Unger here. Hello, hello. If I'm, that sounds like it might be a student of yours, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, I, I see. I see a. I see a couple of them. I got Jeffrey Vasquez. Yeah. It appeared one of my guys that uh, he's a JD Sock player. Nice. Be varsity I'm sure. Um, I'm looking to see who else in the chat here. Oh, Chris Sweeney. What's yeah, that, we got a Sweeney. We got um. Uh, let's see. We got a. Looks like maybe Chris Chris lives in Jeff. That's somebody. You know, that's, I got a, this other kid here, Chris Palmer, is one of our former students now in Belmore, America. One of my favorite students. Nice. He's over in Belmore. Nice, nice. Well, it seems like there. seems like you got a nice little following, man. You know, I always knew this: the people that I went to school with, and the people that. Um, I knew we're becoming teachers, uh, you know, especially when I got to know you a lot more when we worked together at that restaurant. I knew you always know what teachers are going to be the ones that are tra that transforming things. They are. They're making big, big waves in their school. They're make they're creating relationships with their students and the students really love that. And I knew that when I first met you, I knew that you were going to be one of those guys where you didn't need to raise your voice. You didn't need to, you didn't need to be that guy who, who, who has to be the teacher that uh, sometimes has to come out of their face to get a little bit of uh, classroom respect or classroom maintenance. I knew that you weren't going to be that guy. And I, 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 I know I'm 100% right that you aren't. And it has a lot to do with how you, um, present yourself and how you are as a person or a human being towards other people. And uh, I, I will say, uh, I'm, I'm, I wish we had, I wish we had stayed in so much more contact because you are a guy that I really do. Uh, I consider one of my peers and I consider somebody that I really take P's and Q's from. I, I've, I've noticed how you conduct yourself as a human being. And there were points in my life where I didn't, I always take little bits and pieces from other people, things that I observe about them that I like. And you were definitely always one of those guys. So kudos to you, man. And all that, and all that you're doing and uh, you're doing it all, you're doing it right, man. I don't know if anyone's ever told right. you that. Well, you know, no, no, thanks for the uh, compliment. I appreciate that. The um, it's funny when we were working together at Louis. One of one of the things like we got this like really odd packwork group of humans, and you know, I think for all of us when we worked together in the restaurant, one of the successful parts of us working together was the relationships, right? Right. So. Example, I get to know you, you get into education, Queens College. I was like, oh, wow, this dude is really likable, like easy to get along with. And then there was Richie Arnold, right? Richie and now Natalie, who worked there also, they're engaged. They get married. I did hear. Yeah, they, get, they own a coffee shop down in Long Beach that's crushing it. 
and everything that they do, those two, is through relationships. Yeah. You know, it's relationship building. I feel like that's one of the most important aspects in anyone's life. Even if you have something in your life that consumes you, uh, whether it's your job or your your family, you know, um, external relationships from your family are so important because not only do they build uh, your future and they build camaraderie, they can build any business. I mean, I know this first and foremost, the things that I'm doing these days, I need those relationships. So I completely agree with you on that. Uh, as a teacher, I, 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 I know that I've had relationships with um, uh, uh, a lot of different teachers and some of them just didn't work out. You couldn't really do much with them. They weren't on the same level as you. And that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. But, you know, look, I always say this, nobody's really your friend, but you have many acquaintances. Uh, if you have someone that you can call your true friend and you have them for years, um, man, I, 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 I welcome that. But I, for me, my, my, my experience is that you may have a friend or two, you may have one, one or two, but everybody else is just an acquaintance, but that doesn't mean that they can't help uh, you in your next step of life or your, or the future that you're trying to create. So I agree with that 100% relationships or everything, whether it's business or, or personal, that's for sure. So, so, um, so you work in Roosevelt. Tell, tell us a little bit about Roosevelt. Uh, uh, that's in Long Island, right? That's, um, yes. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. So coming from the DOE, DOE was a huge behemoth, and I'll, I'll call it a company, right? It's just, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a company of education. And I had an opportunity to come out, come out to Roosevelt. And at the time, my kids were really little. One was like, Cold was old, one or two, Riley was not even one, and I had an opportunity to come out this way. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm on track to get tenure. Do I make a move? Um... I was talking to my wife, Jocelyn, amazing, amazing wife, you know, it, it's great parent and someone that I can uh, ask counsel for or counsel to. And, and I said, you know, I think one of us should be closer to home in case one of the kids needs us at some point over the next five, 10, 15 years. The kid gets sick at school. They shouldn't have to wait an hour for someone to get to them. Mm -hmm. So that's when, when the opportunity presented itself, I made the move to come out here. Um, I, I'll tell you what a revelation compared to working at the DOE. Now, I have fond, fond memories of the DOE, some things I loved, things I didn't. Uh, but when I came out here, I worked for this tiny district. The Roosevelt, the town of Roosevelt, is one square mile. We oh, have, wow. Uh, That's small. Yeah, there's one, one middle school, one high school. You literally know every teacher you work with. Every guidance counselor, nurse, administrator. There's no uh, elementary. There's no elementary school there. There's uh, there's three elementary schools. Okay. And and then they funnel into one middle and one high school. And so, in terms of let's say relationship building, you get to know everyone on a a very personal level, both professionally and personally. Uh, and, and it's really cool, not just for your students but I welcome those relationships uh, some of my closest um, some of my colleagues have become really close friends I talk to them and hang out with them on the daily we go to happy hours, we barbecues we've been to weddings together I didn't necessarily experience it the same way for the DOE it was, um, it was, it was just bigger it was just a bigger beast the staff is more spread out 
all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I'm very lucky because it's like the guy I coach with, other teacher in the middle school. Uh, I've had other coaches I, I socialize with after school are teachers in the building. We cover each other's classrooms. There's very little judgment. Um, if anything, I pro- I'm probably getting judged more than I judge them. Because <laughs> I'm an animal. That's all right. You're a beast. Yeah. I mean, we're on an education podcast, Drake and Virgin. I should be judged a little bit. No, absolutely not, man. We all know that a teacher's uh, first uh, first uh, intuition when they get out of their job is to have a little something that, uh, uh, you know, uh, heals the wounds, especially if you're in the DOE and one is liquid and one is smoke. So, you know, you got to pick and choose your poison. You got to pick your poison. That's right. So right now we are we are on this uh, this topic of uh Leaving. So the initial thought for you was, I'm going to leave. Um, screw this tenure thing. I think that there are more important things in this tenure, like one, being closer to home and your kids. And two, um, you know, there is in the teacher world, in the teacher world, specifically if you're in the, the Department of Education and working in any one of the five boroughs, the word is always Long Island schools, thumbs up, right? And I always hear, I mean, I we have somebody on, one of our viewers who recently just left to go to Long Island. And I haven't, I would love to have her on the show for part two of uh, Greener Pastures um, to talk about her side of it, just like you saying, you know what? There are many reasons to go. Right. Living in Farmingdale, working in Roosevelt, um, that could be end of the conversation, book closed. I'm. But yeah, 20 minute commute is amazing. I mean, I I have in my school a handful, not even one or two, maybe even spilling over into the other hand that lives so motherfucking far away. I can't imagine. I can't imagine in my own personal being. Wasting three hours of my day on just commuting, one and a half there, one and a half back, and that's if and that's if you're lucky. That's if that's if you're lucky. Now, with that said, one of the things that you mentioned that I want to highlight because it's going to really be a great segue to our pros and cons list, which is coming up in a little bit. Um, and whoever's watching, uh, Mr. Mr. Pants, Mr. Bunga Unga. He has created and compiled a pros and cons from experience. Now, how many years did you say? You said seven? Uh, nine. This is year nine. Year nine, nine. Just, in, just in Roosevelt or all together? Yes. Correct. Not going anywhere. I'll never leave. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be there <laughs> until the end. Prior to that, you were up for tenure. So you did three years in the, uh, in the um, DOE. Okay, good. So we have three uh, without tenure coming up on it, right? And then we have nine. Okay, perfect. So that's going to be great. So uh, – Chris has uh, compiled a pros and cons that we will shortly get into. But um, like I said, I wanted to shine on a thing that, or on a, on a piece that you had said, where you said, you know what, this, the DOE, it's it's a business, right? It's it's a it's a, it's an edge. Every district is a business. Yes. And I'm from the big boy on the East Coast, and I decided to downsize into the mom and pop shop. Yeah. And I like the way you put that because you know what? I have to say, 
I don't think it's a mom and pop shop, although referring to it, hey, what's up, Cookie? How you doing, bro? Listen, I don't think it is. You know what I think it is? I think it's 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 like um, you know, whenever I go upstate, specifically upstate uh, New York, right? I go up and I see an even more spread out version of Long Island, right? I think it, it's so funny. It's like you got the city; it's all tight, it's all congested, it's all you know, get out of my face. Your breath stinks, and then you have Long Island, which is very much like uh, you could find places like uh, neighborhoods in Queens and Brooklyn and all that. But it's there's just beautiful spots where like you have your own space. You know, your your neighbor is a nice distance away where you don't have to be uh, uh, you know uh, consumed by what they're doing. And then there's fucking upstate where your neighbor is like an acre away and i thought you, you know not, you're walking to the neighbor's house yeah yeah you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna need headphones for this walk right you know i got it but you know what's funny is i i like that i'm i'm not about that i wasn't raised that way but i like that i i love that small community love and i don't i don't necessarily i know what you're saying of course it's it's a, it's a great way to represent what you're saying as it is the mom and pop, but it's really just like, okay, this is my town. I work for my town. This is where I'm raising my kids. This is where I chose to live. This is where I put my hard earned money down to buy a home. And, and, and now it's, it's community based. And I like that. So yes, mom and pop, but it's a little bit bigger than that. You know, it's like, okay, I know where my kids are going. Um, and, and that goes for upstate too. In the city, it's so funny. We have so many kids from so many different places. And and they, and you're like, oh, what elementary did you come from? Ah, 29. Or where'd you come from? Ah, 45. Where'd you come from? 163. And you're like, Jesus Christ. You know? And then picking a school, it's like, oh my God, these kids have enough to worry about. It's like, okay, you live in you live in uh, Malvern or you live in uh, Farmingdale. You're going to that school. That's where you're going. There's no question. It's not like, well, okay, if you want to go to a specialized high school, hey, make some other alternative uh, plans. But if you're going, if, unless you're playing sports, you know, a lot of these great high schools in Long Island, I drive through there, Chris, and I'm like, wow, look at that field. Wow, look at that. My, my local district, Farmingdale, they put up these absolutely insane sports fields, turf fields, a new aquatic Center. It most college camp most most college campuses across the United States. Yeah, it, it, it's stunning. Um, and then where I work, every afternoon I'm outside on this turf field and I look around. There's you know there's these bleachers that look like a small stadium, and there's this turf field with the logo on the center, and there's this sense of pride of you know oh this is home, home away from home. I'm 20 minutes from home. But this is also home for the time being. Yeah, right. Thank you for joining, everyone. We have Deborah who just joined, and then we have an. Oh, uh, oh it, it, you know what? As you say that, congrats to Deb. She just got tenure this week, Tuesday night. Bravo, bravo! I I encourage anyone's success. Yeah, another uh, another college. Amy Delgado, one of our phenomenal, phenomenal ENL teachers. Nice, nice. Uh, and the work that both of them do with the kids is just nothing short of magic. Nice, nice. That's great, man. I, I love when people come on and really uh, uh, express, uh, I mean, uh, they come on and, and they work for uh, some kind of educational uh, program, facility, or, 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 or business, and uh, they, they're, they're thriving. You know, it's uh, for the DOE, it could be difficult sometimes. I've uh, seen teachers uh, not get tenured for three years after the probationary period has been lifted. And it's like, wow, you know, I mean, do I, 
I, it goes back to my other argument, uh, you know, hey, aren't we all on the same team here? You know, it's crazy to think that, you know, anybody would stop the, you know, the um, process of momentum for a teacher, whether it's being tenured or, uh, you know, I don't know, just th things that I, things that I, I would consider perpetuation motion, perpetuated motion in, in the world of teaching. And, and talking about this, people not getting tenure, Long Island schools are in my experience at least, and I, I'll only talk about my experience, more select about who they hire. When I got hired for the DOE, I, I was really aggressive. I, I went on, at the time, to the New York City website, whatever it's called, Teach, and, and created a profile and a writing sample, and I was applying, 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 getting very, very small or limited responses. Um, and... Then I found an ad on Craigslist for a middle school in Far Rockaway, Queens. Far Rockaway, and, not not Ozone Park, right? Far Rockaway, okay. Yeah, so I was in Far Rock, and when I went to Far Rockaway, I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, I finally got hired, but it wasn't through a traditional channel at the school. It was an odd building, and couldn't find the doorbell on how to get it. No, no joke, could not find the doorbell on my first interview. I walked <laughs> the entire perimeter of the building looking at, for how to get in. I was looking for door, knocking on doors, calling phone numbers, nothing. So close to walk away when someone exited. Flip side, I come out here, and it, it, it's a it's a it's a much tougher process to get hired. But once you get in, you're more likely to stay because yeah. you feel that yeah. the minute hires. It, it's just a tougher process to get the interview. It's a tougher process to get through, could be an interview, a demo lesson, a panel interview, then you have to meet a superintendent. Um, it, it takes a bit. I think my process was almost three months long. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Great. And, that, and that's for the Roosevelt School District. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of my colleagues that I've seen recently get hot in the last number of years, every time someone gets hired, you know that there's been a level of vetting that they're qualified, not just to teach, but on some level, there's a personality fit because a hiring panel is of administrators and peers, and it's multiple levels of the school environment and or school personnel, and all of a sudden, they do get hired, and you right away, you know, when someone starts, oh, this person's qualified, yeah. and they met, if they didn't meet me, they definitely met some other people I work with that are currently employed and in good standing. Nice. Nice. It seems like you're really happy there, man. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super happy for you. And you know, uh, you make a lot of valid points on the, um, transition and, and what, what is it to be expected, especially in your personal experience. And really that's all that matters is your personal experience, but, uh, I'm sure there are many like it, uh, that, that, um, that feel the same way. Uh, like I said, I have a couple of teachers uh, recently, I think it's two in my school that left to go to uh, 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 districts in Long Island. One of them I think now works in the Great Neck area, which is a really beautiful oh, area. Right. Yeah. And the it's other like one. Entered out here. Great Neck's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, not only is it a very well-to-do town, but I'm sure the district, the school districts are very sought after. Uh, my other good friend who I actually was a, uh, a part of her hiring process, I um, kind of uh, gave her like, I don't know, I guess the open door, the foot in the door, uh, which I'm super proud of because she definitely made me look like a rock star because she killed it when she was there. 
Um, I'm super happy that she's uh, found uh, uh, a next level of success for her. Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, uh, she knows who I'm talking about because she's on. And uh, you know what, man? I'm, I'm glad that she made that, that transition for herself. Um, I certainly think that there's a lot to be said about the transition. But now we have our next segment. Chris, uh, please, if you don't mind, uh, I would love it. I have it here because you texted it to me. Which... Nice, nice. <laughs> so let's go through it. So we're going to first do, uh, Chris, we're going to do the pros and cons of the New York City School Districts, uh, otherwise known as the Department of Education. And we're going to start with the pros. So go for it. You are untimed, but we are we are out of here in about 20 minutes. So please, so, the floor is yours. Right. A couple of pros from my experience in New York City. And, and my wife's a long-time guidance counselor in New York City. So I also get to see it through the lens of being a husband of someone that's been there for a long time. Um, so there are... Lots of schools, right? You have elementary, you've got middle school, you've got high school, specialty schools. you got all these different places. And if you don't find fit in one, you can put yourself into, I call it the job hopper, and hopefully you'll get picked up at some point in the building. And five boroughs, I don't know, something like 45,000 employees, you can make moves. If you don't like your colleagues, you don't like your principal, you don't like to commute, you can just make a change. You just switch schools. Um, one thing that is really unique in New York City schools is the, if you have aspirations beyond the classroom, you have opportunities. You want to be a dean, an assistant principal, principal, super assistant superintendent, someone that does curriculum and instruction. Maybe you want to be an instructional coach. You can set, they have programs and methods of segue into every one of those positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, um, it's not just about teaching in the classroom. For some, there might be, you may feel that you're meant for something bigger or greater, or you think you can influence education in a, in a different, uh, in a different light. Yeah. So New York City has that. Um, the last one that I really think about, and I think about this one quite a bit, especially since I teach in Roosevelt, New York City, in terms of teaching, I got hired in Far Rockaway. I considered my experience overwhelmingly positive there. Um, I agree. It's funny. I had a great colleague. I not at the time loved the principal, and now reflecting back on it, I go, "Oh man, that guy was organized. He had a game plan. He was too rigid for my. He was a black and white kind of guy, and I like to operate in gray areas. And I, I had to adjust to his systems, and it worked. It made me a better teacher. Yeah. And um. It was a training ground, I guess, in my mind, for diversity, right? It, okay. it was, it, we had students from all over the city. I mean, you name the, the color, the creed, the language, it was there. If you want to talk about the teaching staff, completely diverse in in age, in gender, uh, in belief systems, t- totally diverse. And I think it made me not just a better teacher, it also made me a better, just adult, Yeah, you know, Adulthood, it's it's definitely the hood that I live in for sure. <laughs> that was a I'll bad bad dad I'll joke. Do, I'll drink that, Jack. <laughs> I, 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 
I saw that somewhere and wanted to replicate it and use it and, and state it as my own, but uh, I, unfortunately it wasn't that funny, so I'm going to give it right back. <laughs> so, yeah, so we oh, – man, wonderful list of uh, pros because I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, I think those are all valid, valid as far as I'm concerned, only being on one half of that spectrum. So now let's go to the cons. What, do you, what are the cons of the DOE? So one thing that was always missing – when I was at, and I, I taught at Middle Fifty Three, so on Nami Oak Street, phenomenal educators, many of which are still there. I, I there was a lack of extracurricular pride, I'll call it. Like, and you know, what do you do beyond the school day? You know, how do I represent my school? And that's for me. I, I'm born and raised on Long Island. I grew up. And the one thing I knew starting in like seventh grade is that I represent the school through sports teams, not academically in the building, but then I represent the school in the greater Nassau area through sports. You know, how do I conduct myself? Do, you know, can I swim fast? Can I run fast? And that was missing for me in the DOE. There was no interscholastic teams at that, at that grade level. Huh. And I, it was, it was like a totally foreign concept to me. Yeah. Um, another thing that I thought was bizarre considering how I like to operate in gray areas is that there were so many systems in place for the New York city, uh, department yeah. of ed. Agreed. That if you want to be really creative and when I say creative, you, you develop these great relationships with your students and now you want to do something fun and creative to drive instruction you're held back from doing that because it doesn't fit into administration or management's view of what education should be. Mm -hmm. And through talking to friends that work in a variety of different New York City schools, those systems actually take on a different meaning depending on where you go. Yeah. Like I know where I was, we had these learning display boards. Where do we put the school, the kids' class? And, and, but I should put up almost all of it. And it should be, you know, I, I'm going to give an assignment. The kids are going to do this work. And I want to highlight the work that they do. And I, I, wanted to, I want them to feel attached to and, and be proud of the stuff they're putting up on the wall. Because uh, you never know. Other teachers are going to see it. Other you know, classmates from different periods are going to see it. Um, all of a sudden, I know I start getting a checklist from my building administrators. You have to have 25 pieces of authentic schoolwork on the board. Each piece of schoolwork needs to be graded on a rubric. I don't disagree with using rubrics, but each needs that authentic and original comments about what they did well. You know, grows and grows and grows, uh, grows and grows, right? What did they do well? And yes, kids need that feedback. But to make it so methodical and then say you have to do this every four weeks for the school boards, for the you know the boards on the back or outside your classroom. It just felt excessive. Yeah. It felt smothering. It felt like I had some great ideas. I think I had great ideas at that time, and I just couldn't employ them because yeah. it didn't meet the check yeah. of whether building or the district. Yeah, the cre the the, the um, restrictiveness of the gray area uh, for the DOE is is uh, is probably a lot worse than the way you're describing it. You know, when you want to be creative and you want to go out of uh, outside of the box. And I do it all the time anyway, but God forbid, you know, and I, 
Yeah, God forbid they they walked in on you. You know, like I, we have a we have a whole curriculum in place for the science department, and I think it sucks. It's it's I don't know if kids are really understanding, you know, Earth or physical or 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 uh, uh, bio uh, biodiversity the way they should be. And and I may be a little old school, uh, and I certainly don't mind implementing the idea of of uh, realistic. Um, scenarios to explain how something works. I, I'm not against that, but it's, uh, it's, it's prolonged and cheers. It's prolonged and it's stretched out and it's, it's confusing, but that's just me on a different basis. So, so New York city, uh, we've got some great pros and cons. And uh, look, I always say this, I said this from the beginning, I'm not here to bash the DOE. I'm here to comment on things and try to see if we can, uh, you know, uh, figure out ways that as a society, as a society of teachers and a society of parents who are sending their kids to schools can get a better idea of um, of what needs to be adjusted or fixed or or even just spoken about for, you know, the first things first, you know, we speak about it before we can make any changes. Um, and I want to say those are some really great pros and cons. Uh, it seemed like when I had asked you about that earlier, you seem very quick to respond as though you already knew. And that's how you can tell right away that these are not things that are, you know, they're, they're not, um, you know, um, blended into the walls. They're, they're the, it's the writing on the wall. You know what I mean? It's the writing. If everyone sees it, then it is an issue. And I think that it's, um, I think that it's wonderful that we get to talk about that. Um, so let's go, let's go to uh, my part of the session that I'm super interested in because I'm only one half of this uh, equation. Let's do a pros and cons of the Long Island school districts and go. Pros. Pros first. So, right before I start, I'm going to go two more shout outs, Jay. Yeah, go for uh, it. There's two people that just joined. And I'm very thankful that they joined. Nice. Uh, Brett. What's up, Brett? Brett Friedman. What's up, Brett? Uh, the original yeah. Brett. The original Brett. Original Brett. So my wife and I have known Brett. Uh, my wife more so. Me a little less so. Uh, more so when we were younger. We both all of us went to junior high together. And my wife went to high school and been friends with him since. And then a Levi on the island, Andy Harrison. Uh, Andy's a close family friend thanks guys for joining man that means the world to both to the both of us you know anytime we can get people on here to comment and please feel free to comment if you are an educator we look we really look me especially but i'm sure any one of my guests appreciates the comments and we look forward to that all the time all right shout out to all those people and thanks again for joining continue chris all right, so we were talking about pros, and you know, when we were prepping to talk about this stuff, I had some uh, initial ideas, and I'm going to deviate a little bit, right? Um, one, one of the things I think I underestimate or underrate any place I go, whether we're talking about uh, you and I working together at Paul Wanted or me at the DOE or, you know, and, and currently now at Roosevelt, uh, one of the one of the biggest pros in Long Island is my is colleagues, the people you work with. Yeah. I, I feel that with the super DOE, important, super important. The important. Um, one of the things with the DOE is that the staffing is a little more transient. You know, some people you have your core group that stays, and there's this other group of staffing that's always in and out. So you you find your group that you you know professionally work with, and every year. 
you go back to the superintendent's conference stage to return to work for the new year. And there's a lot of new staff. And, and it's baffling how, how much turnover there can be. So let's let's go for pros for Long Island. My staffing that I work with didn't turn over that much. And I, I, I think it allows me not just to get to know them professionally and I get to, you know, really understand how I teach, how I teach with, let's say I have a code teacher. I get to understand how I work. I work well with some and less, you know, I, I, not as well with others, but it gives us time to figure it out. In the DOE, I didn't get that time. It was always, it was like this constant churn. So right now, I, I have this stable group of uh, colleagues, and I see them during school. Sometimes I co-teach with them in the classroom. Sometimes I coach with them beyond the school day. And is it good for me? Absolutely. I love it. The people I work with, they're ridiculously awesome. But it's also good for, it's better for the kids because there's a level of stability yeah. year over year over year. Like if you have a good experience with young Jay Chavez, all of a sudden you find out there's three more Chavez siblings coming up. Yeah. And they can't wait to get you as a teacher in a couple of years. Yeah. And it boom. So that brings me to my, I guess I was point one and point one A was I get to represent the community. Yeah. I'm there. I'm not going anywhere. Nice. I love going to work. Yeah. It's easier for me to go to work than it is to stay home. Um, so every kid, I get to know them on a very personal level. I get to know my colleagues. If we're, if we're talking about shifting humans and making them, you know, young adults and trying to figure out being 12, 13, 14 years old yeah. through the classroom, we're able to do it. We represent the community. We're there. We're, we're there in the classroom. Many of us are coaching beyond the school day. We do after school clubs, some, not all. Um, we go to these, those spring concerts. Right, you go to the spring concert today. I know Roosevelt had a spring concert. Um, there was a in conjunction with that. There was an art show, and I I know when I was leaving work today, I'm walking through the lobby. I'm looking at the cafeteria, and I see all this magnificent artwork where two art teachers are like they're like wizards. Because I see kids learning about Abe Lincoln, and all of a sudden I'm walking through, and I'm like, oh my god, these kids are artists. I'm like, I I don't see that on a daily basis, and it's. It's inspiring, it's energizing, and, uh, and you get to see them. I see them in the classroom, I see them on the soccer field. Now I get to see these little tidbits of, oh, you're a musician, oh, you're an artist. Mm. You get to see the, 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 the whole view. Um, all right, point number two, anchor in the community. I guess that's what we're talking about, right? We're anchors. We're there. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be there. I'll, I'll probably be there for another 18 to 20 years, give or take. Um and I welcome it. I like nice. being some of the kids or parents or colleagues might turn to. Yeah. And on the flip side, I'm pretty sure that my colleagues appreciate when I come to them with the challenge. Yeah. Uh, That's not, this, you don't get that a lot in the DOE. It's always an attack on someone, you know? Yeah, and, you know what's weird is like with our staff, that with my colleagues, I say our staff, our colleagues, I, it's, it rarely feels like an attack on colleague and colleague. Hmm. Hey, hey, Chris, I just wanted to keep you on mind on time. We on on YouTube we have a, a ample amount of time on, on Instagram. Right. We only right. six minutes right. we have. All right, I'll make I'll make one final point. One final point that I absolutely love is our sports teams in the district, 
it represents school pride. And that's something that's not a Dewey. I love it. Like, I get to represent the school on the regular. And I get to represent the students. I get to help them represent themselves well. I hope to God my my colleagues are proud and happy when I do well. I I know they are. And that's a two-way street. I'm excited when they do well. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So you know what, man? Greener pastures. Are they are there greener pastures uh, for the DOE uh, in transitioning to the one place that we know well now because of you, which is the Long Island schools? And I'm pretty sure throughout the Long Island uh, community, both NASA and Suffolk, I'm sure they're all like that. I'd love to get more people for greener pastures uh, to come onto the show. Um, but do you find it to be greener pastures? I guess we can end the show. Do you, are you are you in a much better place in your life? On a personal level, I love where I'm at. Not just work-wise, with my wife Jocelyn, with my kids Colin Riley, my pastures are greener. But I don't think it's because of the school district. It's okay. because of personal choices I made. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. And you know, I'm sure if you lived in Queens. Um, uh, it would be different uh, for as far as commuting uh, commuting for you, uh, and I do believe that's a huge part of life. You know, some people don't take it the way it um, it really is. It, where your commute, I live one mile from my school. I work in Flushing, and I live in Flushing. Just, I could walk if I wanted to, but I'm on an e scooter all the time. Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, Long Beach Coffee and Tea. There, who I if I think if that. Yeah, if that's who I think it was while I was you were talking, shout out. Listen, for, for whatever it's worth, uh, I do respect the two, those two people so much. And uh, congratulations if you're listening. Uh, I've heard great things about your businesses and uh, your lives together. So uh, congratulations. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, but yeah, listen, man, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more on, on, on making it a personal thing because everybody's moves, everyone's chess move in life, um, really has to be the chess move that benefits you and your family's, uh, existence. And I truly believe that if you can find a place that, uh, you can really honestly accept, uh, as, as a happy, uh, transition for you. And I, that's all that matters. And for you to say that this was, uh, this is really what was best for you, and 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 it just it was a personal thing for you to have made that move. I think that that's all that can really be said about it. Now, I have to say, um, it sounds like a lot of those pros for Long Island schools are are a really tasty meal. It sounds like it's a tasty meal, and I um. I, I wish the DOE operated that way because um, I think it would be um, I think it would be more comfortable. You know, you said that it's it's you know, you'd rather be in school than to be home. That's man. I do not get a lot of that in my school, which is interesting. Um, and I and I don't know if that's in every single school in all five boroughs of New York City. But um, it's it was really nice hearing from you, Chris. And I got to tell you, man, my heart is full of fucking love that we got to share this opportunity and, um, and, and re reconnect, not just on uh, business, but um, on a, on a, on an acquaintance slash friendship uh, uh, basis, because I really, really enjoyed our time together when we hung a little bit more uh, getting poison Ivy in your, in your uh, backyard. 
that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I think Richie got uh, poison ivy also. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, no, but those were some good times. And I look forward to reconnecting again on a more personal level. I, I, I really hope we get to hang sometime soon. You're a good guy. I, I, I really look up to the things that you're doing. And I want to thank you for being on the show and inviting so many of these people on to hear us talk about uh, something that's super important. So for me to you, man, I got a lot of love for you, bro. Tell your family I said hello. And it was a pleasure having you, man. Same here, Jay. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you, man. I'll see you next time. And everybody else, guys out there, we'll see you next time for episode 11. Not yet really in the works, but we're going to work on it for next Thursday. But I just want to tell everybody, be good to yourself, love yourself, and have a great life, man. Enjoy every bit of it. Chris, we'll talk next time. I hope to see you soon. All right, bud? All right, bud.